0: Yalla, let's get this show on the road. Hello, salam alaikum, shalom aleichem. What a week it has been here in Israel. People are getting their Pfizer shots. We're heading into our third lockdown. And we're also headed to our fourth elections in two years that to look forward to uh but i'm happy as the the israeli parliament uh, dissolved itself this week that my guest is a professional politician member of parliament hiva yazbak from the joint list uh yazbak belongs to the uh, national democratic assembly known as the balad party which is part of that joint list and balad is a um Palestinian Nationalist Party that supports the creation of a Palestinian state in the territories that Israel occupied in 1967, and it opposes Israel's definition as a Jewish state. Um, Its members have been targeted by the Jewish right wing, and uh, they see constant attempts to block them from running for office. Yazbak herself was almost disqualified for a past statements on social media, where she was accused of supporting terrorists. But the Supreme Court eventually uh, let her run. We talk about those efforts, uh, you know, to block her, about you know the efforts that might happen again, uh, about the upcoming elections, of course, and the situation that the joint list is in these days, and a whole lot more. So, without further ado. Here's me and Parliament member Hiba Yazbak.
1: Hi,
0: Okay. You're Back, yeah, finally. <laughs> well, first of all, I really, really appreciate you uh coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Um, Thank you, it's my pleasure. This is, this, you know, usually I kind of start the show with um asking people how they're doing through uh the coronavirus and uh and, and then you know like where they grew up, their childhood, and all this stuff. But but this is a, a very, I think, a historic kind of day because uh last night at midnight, uh, the parliament uh uh the Israeli parliament was dissolved due to its failure in passing a budget, which basically means that now you, as a member of parliament, are are, are in campaign mode. Um, I wanted, I guess, I want to ask you first. I mean, we'll talk about the usual stuff later. But uh, are you happy? Is this is this a happy day? Is this a good day? <laughs>
1: happy day is not the word, but it's for sure. First of all, let's let's start uh, by the beginning. It's my fourth time. In the elections during uh, two two years, uh, which is uh, to, which is uh, too much actually,
0: mm.
1: but on uh, the other hand, uh, for us it's always it's always good uh, to see uh, the the right wing uh, government fall. And yeah, and it always gives us a a drive to work in the elections to bring people more uh, to to go and to vote and to have uh, more power as uh, as the uh, as the Arab parties, of course. I mean, so for us, we see it as uh, in a positive way and in positive eyes, although it is really a very hard period and time with the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know what what will be really the condition in uh, after three months, but but I'm sure that the coronavirus uh, condition will really affect also all the elections um, campaign. So we will need to see how we will deal with it. Also,
0: well, do you mean it would affect the election campaign? I mean, some people are already saying. I don't know if this is what you were talking about. Some people are saying, you know, seeing as how one of the things that the prime minister Netanyahu is going to, uh, uh, I guess. Um, you know, promote or push in his campaign is how he uh, brought the vaccine or how how he is maybe, you know, uh, maybe if numbers start going down, then people will give him credit for that. Is that that what you were talking about, how it'll influence the election?
1: No, 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 no. Actually, I'm talking about how it will really or maybe affect the Arab street voters mm-hmm. uh, in, in more like uh, uh, the, the corona and, uh, and the social, uh, social interaction that really, uh, we, that really we want people to go and to vote. And uh, we will need to see how this time we will need, because in the election campaigns, we go to people, we visit people all the time, we are with people all the time. So this time, it, it seems that uh, it will be different a little bit. Uh, but we are doing our best to think how to make this in a way that will not affect really affect uh, the the people uh, uh, go uh, that people uh, just go and uh, and vote uh, to to uh, to to the Arab uh, list.
0: If you could like sum it up in in um, one sentence, why are we going to elections again for the fourth time in two years?
1: <laughs> because uh, I think that uh, the main think that Netanyahu. Wants to keep uh, being a prime minister, uh, and the personal and his personal issue uh, is a priority here. Mm. Uh, and he's doing everything. He just uh, break up all the other parties. He just uh, made the coalition uh, accords with Vand and he didn't stand Woman up like- with it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he is—he uh, knows that uh, as a as a corrupt prime minister, uh, it seems like uh, with the, in the league in the legal uh, uh, um, level, it's better for him really to go to elections. So, so I think that the big problem here is uh, is the prime minister, is Benjamin Netanyahu, and his right. personal issues.
0: Okay. So we're, we're going to put the politics aside. We'll get, we'll, we'll talk about it more later on, uh, in, in the, in the podcast, but now we're going to go to the usual way this podcast kind of works. And mm-hmm. I want to get the listeners to kind of, you know, get to know you a bit, a bit more who uh, Heba Yazbak is. Can you tell me a little about your, your childhood a bit? I mean, I know that you were, you grew up in, in Nazareth, um, in a, in a Muslim family. Did, did you grow up in a, in a political family?
1: Yes, I was growing up and born and grew up in in Nazareth, uh, in Bir al Amir neighborhood. Um, yes, I was grow up also to to a political educated uh, family. Uh, so politics politics was always uh, part of my uh, uh, family, also family and also social life. Let's let's say, oh. yeah, I was. Um, you know, I was educated in Nazareth schools the, in the elementary school of my neighborhood, and then in the Salvatorian Sisters' school, and then I finished go to the university. Is that, is that, and, a,
0: is that a Catholic school?
1: That is, the, is yes, that Catholic school. it is. Yes, it is. The most uh, How is most that? How does most that of the m- most of the of the schools in Nazareth, the private schools, are religious Christian schools. Uh, so, so we mainly go to to religious schools, but um, but they are uh, let's say they give because they are private schools they also give uh, good education let's say uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so so i was i was educated in nazareth and i have gone to its to schools i was involved since i was young actually in social political feminist activists
0: but when did you start? When did, when did you start? Was, do you remember like the when you really got into to being social uh, politically active at, at what young age or what what triggered it?
1: Uh, when I was in the high school, I was part and or I took part of uh, in programs in social programs and special in feminist programs. Mm. Yes, and I was a very activist in, uh, in women rights and in women uh, uh, status. And uh, and then I think that one of the main let's say points and meaningful landstones in my political understanding and uh, and, and life in, in general as a young was in October uh,
0: 2000.
1: Yes, uh, for two decades, I was sixteen years old at that mm-hmm. time. All what happened at that time, and that the government the killed thirteen of the young Arabs that uh, was that took part in the demonstration, uh, non-violence demonstration. It just shaped my awareness, my political point mm. of view, and actually one of the of the of the young uh, uh, of the young uh, people. Uh, who was uh, killed was also my uh, my cousin. Wow. So yeah, so I I just uh, experienced it uh, this this period from also from personal perspective, but also from a very political uh, uh, and uh, general perspective. Uh, and the, this meaningful stone actually for me and for and for all my generation. Was, uh, was really meaningful, meaningful for us about, and it, it told us many things mm. about mm. The, our relation as Arabs, Palestinian citizens in Israel and about the Israeli, let's say, politics and the hostility of, actually against us. And it, it just gave me a drive. At that time, it gave me a drive that I want to influence. I want to do something. I want to put my voice in all in all this discourse.
0: It's it's interesting that you bring that up because because wasn't there also after uh, uh, October two thousand, which we're now marking, you know, twenty years to, to that? People who went the other direction, not like you, who said, "I want to influence. I want to be more involved." People who said the actual opposite. I, you know, the 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 Israeli political game is not, you know, we don't want to play. We're not part of it. It doesn't help us. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't take us anywhere. Uh, some people called for boycotts to elections. It's a, it's a discussion that keeps on happening. I think every year, and it'll probably happen maybe even in this in this election cycle. Am I right? Is, is there still, you know, yeah. people are divided in Arab society on that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a discourse that uh, keep going from the Arab society, and and it's good. I think it's good that such discourse is keep is keep, uh, keep going because it's challenging also. But I think I I have chosen the way that I really can. Uh, of course, at that time when I was sixteen years old, I didn't think and I didn't choose. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't think about it at all that I will be one day a Knesset member or parliament member and to influence all of, of mm-hmm. what's happening here. But mm-hmm. I, I'm for sure I, I knew that the Knesset. Uh, it's a very important platform for us for the arabs for the palestinians to uh, to voice their their issues and to bring over their their voices their issues their national uh, identity and also of course their civil the civil rights so so the majority actually of the arabs of the palestinians in israel chose that way but of yeah. course the discourse is keep going and and it's good that we have such a discourse it means that our society is very much uh, let's say uh, it's it's really it's, it's essential and it's very much uh, uh, good and healthy for the, for the society to have to have such discourse, Absolutely. but the majority but the majority really wants to go to the parliament and to influence right. it from there because because they they see the balance they yeah. see the balance that they need between the national identity and the civil rights
0: uh, just just back to you a little more you you, you said you you, did, you finished high school, you went to university and, and 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 yeah you did doctorate as well, which focused correct me if I'm wrong on on displaced Palestinians. Can you tell me the specifics of of your research for for the doctorate and what what you know what your main findings were?
1: Uh, my research and the PhD was uh, mainly about uh, settler colonialism practices and memory uh, among the uh, internal displaced Palestinians in Israel, and uh, I researched this by the perspectives of gender and space. You know, in 1948. Uh, in the Nakba time, about uh, 150,000 people, Palestinian people, remained in what became Israel, uh, the Israel borders and, and the Israel new state. And uh, among them, uh, there were about, uh, th- about uh, 40,000 uh, 40, people that uh, that were displaced people. And it means that they maybe, were, they maybe lived, for example, in Safuri village, but in 1948 they became refugees in Nazareth. So they are displaced people, uh, and they are displaced people uh, actually by the international law. But what happened that uh, the Israeli uh, administration uh, decided in 1951 that this is an internal Israeli problem that uh, has nothing to do with... the. When the, with the international com- community, as uh, as in parallel, and as uh, what happened with the uh, Palestinian refugees in the Arab port, that were uh, that uh, the honourable that is related to the UN was uh, responsible for for these refugees. But what happened with the displaced people in Israel that they became in, that they became part of the Palestinian populations population in Israel. So right. no one really makes the differentiation between the displaced and non-displaced. And what I try to do in my PhD research is really to to bring this untold history and untold voices and untold narratives of the, of the first generation, especially of the displaced. I, I have used the oral history methodology because... Um, because uh, it's 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 the only methodology that we can really go and bring this uh, this, this testimonies and this and this uh, uh, and this voices and uh, and bring it to the light because we know that the Israeli archive and the hegemonic narrative is actually eliminated the Palestinian and especially the displaced Palestinians inside Israel. So for me it was like a, a process of bringing these uh, untold narratives to light.
0: Mm. And you said before, you mentioned how you were early on, you know, very connected to uh, uh, advancing feminist issues. And, and later on, you co-authored uh, a book about uh, Palestinian women in Israel. What, what, are, what are the factors that affect Palestinian women's lives in Israel? And how do you connect this, you know, to the constant headlines that we see about violence that, arab women are, are subjected to uh you know there's, there's a very high rate i think of of murder of, of women in israel in general but very high numbers in arab society and what, what do you what do you see about what do you what's your take on these numbers and and this and this issue
1: yes uh first of all this book was i have uh, uh, co-edited this book with also with my friend professor Leat kozma and we tried, by this book, to also to tell the untold about the uh, the ongoing living of the Palestinian woman inside Israel, especially in the personal personal issues, uh, personal status issues uh, that we don't find really uh, much writing about this uh, about this uh, about these issues and about the Palestinian woman uh, status. On these issues, but in general, what is happening with the Palestinian women is really a, an ongoing abandonment by the by the government. And I think that uh, sometimes, or or before that, we always said that the Palestinian women in Israel suffer suffer of doubled of doubled uh, 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 discrimination by the state. But I think it's an it's more engagement of several discrimination levels Mm -hmm. against the Palestinian women. It's not only doubled, uh, they are also Palestinians. They are also women. They are also from uh, villages. They are also uh, 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 from uh, poor women. So it's more like they also come from a uh, patriarchal uh, society. They also suffer from the chauvinist policy of the of the government. So it's it's mixed. It's more engagement of several levels of discrimination and of. Um, uh, uh, of, of discrimination actually and what we see that uh, 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 that um, and what i face it actually in my everyday work in the parliament in the knesset and i works and and the status of the arab uh, woman is uh, is priority for me in my daily work and what i see that the, really the uh, uh, there is very much uh, let's say the relation and the attitude of the Israeli, of the different Israeli, if, even if it's the welfare.
0: The, the office, the government office.
1: The government office, yeah, especially. Even if it's the welfare or the or any other, you see that the same attitude that hmm. they, they treat the Arab a, a woman as part of a general attitude. You can see it in the... Uh, you can see it in everything, actually. And what we have seen in the last killing uh, uh, case of Wafa Bahri and how the uh, policeman just talked to her, uh, and uh, he he told her, "You you don't teach me how to work." Mm. In time that she 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 have gone to the police to to a uh, complain. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly, and they just treat the Arab women in very much. I can see it in. For me, it's in very much in a violent way. It's violence against the Arab women because they 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 just treat them like. Uh, in 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 one hand, they, they don't really bring them to institute that can give uh, that can give her, them the woman
0: assistance. Uh,
1: assistance but in yeah. the other in the other hand they, uh, they 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 tell the woman come and uh, come to the police so if you don't right. give them any assistance so how the woman will really come to the police and we see that about nineteen percent of the of the uh, of the uh, women uh, that uh, have gone to and gone to the police their uh, uh, their files were closed in the police. So how the woman will trust the police system?
0: When when did you understand that Balad was was the way for you? That Balad was the party for you?
1: I have become a formal member of Balad when I was in my first uh, year in in the university. Uh, then I just really realized and studied very well, actually, the platform, uh, the political platform of the of the different uh, parties. And then I chose to be part of Ballad. That I, of course, I I was also very much influenced by uh, by its political platform before that. But uh, when I was in my first uh, year in of the university. I have become a formal member in Balad, uh, and what really made me want to be an activist in Balad and to take uh, to take part is this political platform that, in that days, before six, seventeen or eighteen years, uh, it was a very new discourse that Balad bring to the Israeli and to our Palestinian society, by the way, to both. In which it said that it said that we want to keep our natural our national identity, but at the same time we want our civil rights. We want both, and in this case we want to challenge the the essence of this place, of this of this government, and of this country and and of this state mainly. And Mm -hmm. we are offering you all a state of all its citizens. And for me, it just was uh, the most democratic uh, and liberal uh, political platform that I really can interact with and that really can represent me because... I feel it as a Palestinian here that I'm discriminated in every day because of the uh, uh, of the Jewish essence of the of the of the state, and but in the other in the other hand I don't I don't want that any other Jewish citizen in the state to be a, a, to be a affiliated or to be or to feel uh, to feel any discrimination. So I want. To, to have justice, I want to have equality for all and for me equality for all is the, the only pl- pl- political platform that can guarantee here a, a justice for all is a, citizen, is a state for of, uh, for all uh, for all its citizens. so that's why ballot for me or the NDA the national democratic assembly was for me uh, the very normal ver- the very natural uh, choice
0: so we're we're um like i said we're we're heading towards elections again and uh, in the past uh, the the right wing in israel has attempted to block you from running for office uh, because of some controversial uh, facebook posts where you voiced uh, your opinion about um uh, palestinian militants from from the 70s like samir kuntar uh, who uh, conducted that Nahariya attack that killed four people and uh, uh, dalal mugrabi from the um, the the coastal road massacre where 35 people were killed, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, well, first of all, the Supreme Court back then was on your side and they let you run. Is this going to happen again this round? I mean, can they try again to try to block you again on the same grounds, you know, just basically replicate the attempt?
1: The point is that uh, the disqualification attempts are, are are ongoing attempts during the last two decades against, mm. against ballots. And uh, it's the uh, representatives, and uh, actually, I think that because Ballad is challenging the disc- the political discourse here, and because Ballad is bringing a a new discourse that uh, that really is challenging uh, in in this state and. Uh, it doesn't feel good, let's say, for the right wing to 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 have such a very much a challenging challenging discourse. So that's why we see that before each and every election they try to to make a delegitimization against us and in in sentiment. So in which to to. Uh, uh, because, because this is how the uh, the 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 right wing thinks that this is the only way that he can really have a, a, a one hegemonic discourse here, and what we are trying to do is to challenge this this hegemonic. Uh, 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 discourse and and uh, as you say the the high court in the end comes and switch the a central elections a committee a decision which is it's the only and people must know that the only country that have a central elections committee which is a political a committee it's israel you, you don't find it in any other place in the world, in any other parliament, that a political committee, that the other parties come and decide for another, a, a, for, a, for entire society who are their representatives and who can represent them uh, and who are their leaders. You can find it only here. And that's why each time this goes through the uh, the high court the high court switch this uh, this decision because they have no uh, legal basis really to uh, uh, to really to disqualify any one of us
0: mm. but i'm wondering if that could change if the high court changes if there are more uh, That's right wing judges on That's the court right. and, and yeah are That's- you worried about that
1: Yes, of course, I'm I'm worried about that because of also, not also because of the disqualification uh, issue, but also because of the entire uh, political and legal status of the Arabs in Israel. And we Mm -hmm. see it uh, just yesterday, we had the a, a, a you
0: had the discussion on the, uh, nation, the state nation
1: state law so of course uh, of course it it's 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 a very dangerous thing what is happening in the high court
0: right so let, let's talk about the the joint list now ahead of these elections um um it's it's entering this round i think somewhat um battered almost broken i mean the polls aren't giving you good numbers there's a drop um there are signs that you might even split up again, you know, there are four parties for, for our listeners who don't know. These are four very different parties, actually, who are sort of forced to become the joint list together uh, after when a few years ago, uh, the, 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 the threshold uh, to enter the parliament was brought up. Um, now that you've been there for, as you said, this is going to be your fourth election. Is the joint list, do you think, a success story? Do, do you want it to stay together?
1: Yes, for sure. For me, the joint list represents an entire public that voted for its political platform and political way, and chose it, and it just empowered the Palestinian community inside Israel. It's mm-hmm. for me, it's also a, an an issue of empowerment. For us, the 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 joint list is just bringing a very a new hope among the Arab community and among the Arab voters inside Israel, because it's for the first time that we are 15 Knesset members that represent the Arab community. It's for the first time they feel, and we are the third party in the Knesset. And this union actually gives Gives people power to feel their power, to feel their 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 status that they have a status, they have a word, they have a voice, uh, and they have influence, kind of influence. Also, although it's a very much limited influence, of course, but yeah. but they feel that they can more influence here. So,
0: why why do yeah. you think the numbers are dropping though?
1: What again?
0: Uh, well the recent polls over the past several months are showing a you know somewhat consistent drop in support for the joint list.
1: Yes that's right and we are very much aware of this but uh, as you know and uh, many other people knows actually that uh, in the in the joint list there is a very uh, let's call it uh, a different uh, point of views. Of how oh, yeah. we really want to influence here, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is the main um, conflict between us and, uh, and the Ram or the Islamic party in the joint list. And uh, Yeah,
0: one of the factions is Ra'am, which is led by a Knesset member called the Mansour Abbas. He's also the leader of the Southern Islamic uh, uh, movement. Um, and there's been reports about him talking with Prime Minister Netanyahu. And of course, everybody in the joint list is getting mad about this. What's your take on this? Do you, do you want Mansour Abbas to stay in the joint list? Do you want, do you want him to be part and Ram to still be part of it?
1: Look, first of all, I want it, the joint list to continue. It's 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 very important for me in the political level, in the social level, uh, and in every level. Okay, this is a, first of all. The second thing that I want Mansour Abbas and the Islamic Party, party or Ram to continue in the in the in the uh, joint list, but to be committed to its political platform. Mm-hmm. And to its political point of view, and to its political way of struggling, because for us it's uh, it's very important that and this and this is the uh, the the main the main problematic and conflictual thing between us and between uh, our friend Mansour Abbas that it's forbidden for us to swap or to exchange our rights. With the political uh, uh, positions, this this thing that 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 is not uh, accepted. We cannot accept that. For us, our rights are, are should be given to us because because they are our rights because and we we are struggling for our rights and Benjamin netanyahu is the one main a uh, problems of why we don't uh, get our rights actually here uh, mm-hmm. and his uh, his dele- his ongoing uh, delegitimization against the uh, arab against the arab uh, community and the arab uh, the arab leaders uh, the annexation the settlements uh, mm-hmm. the nation state uh, state and law uh, state law and the uh, all his, uh, all his policy and all his uh, uh, politics are against us, are against Arabs, are against our, our rights. So how come that we can really uh, make any deal with him or make, we can give him any legitimacy? For us, it's, it's, it's a thing that we cannot accept. So that's why I'm telling and what, that's why I'm saying that we want the Islamic party to be and to keep. Being a part of the of the of of our list, but they should be committed to the platform of the of the right. joint list
0: well what do you uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of bring myself a little into this uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, uh, this is uh, uh, i guess it's, it's i think it's a difficult question for me to ask and it's also maybe a difficult question for you to answer but uh, what do you say to people like me who 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 voted who voted for the joint list? But you know, recently aren't that happy with his track record on 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 gay rights, or 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 this you know the support that we hear for polygamy from from a man like uh, Mansoor Abbas. What, what what do you say to to someone like me? <laughs>
1: um, first of all, I say. <laughs> I say for someone like you that uh, I will be more than happy if you keep uh, <laughs> keep giving support for the joint list because it's very much important. And the second thing that I understand you, I understand this because uh, the differences and uh, and the different point of views in the and that we have between us as parties in the joint list. Uh, this is a thing that we need I think to have a long process together mm-hmm. and the do list is only five years old it's very much mm-hmm. pretty new uh, experience pretty new list uh, and all the time we see that there is political or social uh, challenges uh, and I think that the very healthy thing is to keep doing and having social discourse with the voters of the of the uh, of the joint list and with the with the people and with the community in general about the hard let's say issues before the issues that we are we have like uh, all accept okay. I think that this is one of the things that the joint list really need to develop in the in the coming um, in the coming years uh, because mm-hmm. it's really very, very, very new experience. The joint list—it's it's only five years—and yeah. people have changed in the in the in the in the joint list, and the, the general political atmosphere is changing all the time. And we are two years in political in in elections, the campaigns. So we yeah. didn't really have the space and the real time to to oh, open okay. all this all this hard discourse. Yeah. But I think that. For sure, we have to we have to like to do a, yeah. such think, an think, open discourse with people. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think now is the time to definitely start that discussion. Um, well, where do you stand personally on gay rights?
1: As you know, the the issue of uh, gay rights is a very uh, problematic uh, uh, and hard, let's say. Issue in the Arab society and in every community, by the way, it's not uh, only for in the, in the Arab uh, in the Arab society, uh, and it's it's kind of uh, complicated, let's say, uh, issue and uh, discussions uh, are just under discussion, and and now we are just dis- beginning discussing this issue, okay. In the open space and in the general space, if if we can call it, uh, the parties, the different parties, didn't really discuss these issues and don't doesn't have a really a, a general or collective position, okay, in this issue. Uh, but for me, of course, I do respect. Each, every, every other people and their rights and their choices, uh, um, against any kind of violence against any anyone because of any, because of his uh, of uh, any level of his or component in his identity and in his personal life. But again, but again, it's an issue that uh, that it's not let's let's call it it's not a priority in the in the social discourse and the political discourse and the Palestinian community because the uh, the ongoing discrimination the governmental ongoing discrimination is is becoming a priority the violence issues and uh, in the in the and the crime issues is kind of priority uh, but i think that it's a discussion that is um, beginning to 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 grow up in the the Arab society as well.
0: Okay. Um, Would you like to see more Jewish voters for the joint list? I mean, just how how important is that to you?
1: Of course, of course. And I would like to see more more members also in uh, in ballot, for example, and more mm-hmm. supporters for uh, uh, for the joint list in general. Uh, because for me, it's 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 an idea, it's a, a political platform, and uh, that that speaks also to Arabs, but also to the Jewish people here and to mm-hmm. the Jewish citizens here. Not only not only for the Arabs, but for sure. I think that uh, it's also the discourse that and the political platform of the journalists list is very much challenging the Jewish society uh, and the Jewish voters in general, uh, especially that, uh, that we are all the time uh, and f- facing uh, delegitimization and uh, uh, facing uh, incitement, and uh, uh, so so it's not really easy to get to the Jewish voters and to get them really calm and uh, and to vote mm. for the joint list. But uh, what we have seen in the last elections that more and more Jewish voters are voting to to the joint list, and it's a thing that for sure makes me happy.
0: Would that also lead eventually to more Jewish uh, members of Knesset uh, in the joint list?
1: As you know, the Knesset members in the joint list are uh, elected in the different parties. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it will be uh, dependent, let's see, of, uh, on uh, how each party will really form and shape and elect its, uh, its representatives.
0: Yeah. Can you see, you know, some people are, are, are calling, for example, uh, I think uh, Tamar Zunberg, the former chairman of, of Meretz, uh, about joining forces. No, the Joint list and merits joining forces is that something that you can imagine to imagine what some kind of union between those two parties
1: with, with whom with which party with merits ah with merits
0: yeah I said that tamar zanberg uh, brought it up
1: you know that uh, it's actually it's it's not in you it's it's an idea that the Jewish arab party or merits trying to I want to call it to win more Arab voters. It's not it's not a new new idea, but uh, this is kind of uh, of all the news that uh, that uh, developed to nowhere because um, because you know the Arab public. Are more clever and understand and understand who really can represent them and represent their their issue and their national identity as well, and uh, and on the other hand, maybe we can have things in common with merits or with uh, other uh, with other uh, Arab uh, Jewish initiatives, but we have many many essential differences. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for us, running to the Knesset member is is the is the most important thing. Is what is your political platform? And for sure, the political platform <coughs> of merits um, is not uh, uh, even close to to our uh, political platform. So you don't really we, we don't really have. Uh, have a uh, uh, have many much things in common and in, in our political platform so we can run together
0: the, the, the battle of these these elections is 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 not about the issues it's not about the occupation it's about, it's about uh for or against bb and that's you know it's for the fourth time is there a way to change, to change that i mean and and how does it affect your campaign which feels like it's like there's an alternate universe there's things that you and Balad and the Joint List together are trying to work for and campaigning for, but basically these elections are about people who like Bibi, people who don't like Bibi.
1: <laughs> but uh, um, in the in the Arab society and the Arab street voters, it's it's not the same. Actually, it's not Bibi or not Bibi. It's really a question of occupation. It's a question of uh, of political policy. It's a question of. Um, having less and less uh, right wings uh, uh, in the in the in the Knesset it's not it's not only of course we don't want bibi netanyahu as a prime minister but unfortunately we know that the alternatives are not are also from the from the right wing so for us our uh, our main challenge is really to, me, to to be more represented represented in the Knesset, and uh, to guarantee that we bring the issues that really are important for us. And part of it is, of course, of ending of occupation and ending the siege in Gaza and uh, uh, and uh, against the settlement. And the ongoing settlements, and of course, keep do keep working uh, on, uh, on the civil rights of the Arab community inside Israel. So for us, the uh, uh, not having Bibi in the, uh, as a prime minister, of course, it's uh, it's very important, but at the same time, we are very we are very let's say aware of of that the alternative that we have unfortunately is also from the right wing so that's why we want the joint list to be more empowered and we, that's why we want to be more represented in the Knesset because we know that uh, uh, that we will face many ch- challenges let's say uh, in front of any a any a coming and future a government
0: right so i want to ask you uh i guess what i call the podcast question this is a question that i ask every guest that comes on the show the exact same question mm-hmm. uh, it kind of has two parts to it um seeing as how uh, the tagline of the show is to talk to anyone and everyone between the river and the sea mm-hmm. and between the river and the sea um most experts would agree that there are uh, between 12 to 13 million people about 50-50, and 50% Jews, 50% non-Jews. And if I gave you a, a magic wand and a magic hat to put on right now, um, and you could have your way, you just wave it, and tomorrow you have the way that you want to see that region between the river and the sea, one state, two states, four states, no states, and an entity that I don't know about. What is your dream? What is your fantasy? if you had it, If you could have it immediately tomorrow morning, and the second part of the question is take off that hat, put away the wand, put on your, you know, realistic hat and tell me what you think is really going to happen in the next 20 30 years.
1: Well, <laughs> what a question. Uh, I'll surprise you and tell you that uh, I'm optimistic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, so you're actually you're actually answering the second part of the question about what's going ah, to happen. Okay. You're at you right? You're starting I want I, you to start first. I, I, uh,
1: I, 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 I'm, I'm actually optimistic because I don't have any other choice.
0: <laughs> but,
1: uh, uh, but really, if, if I think about what I want to see here between the... The
0: river and the sea.
1: Yeah, the river and the sea. I'm just thinking about it. I think that I want to see a normal life. I want to see a normal life for people who are not in a state of war and of Poverty and of siege and of occupation and settlements. Like a life more in, in peace and equal democracy with the, with a very good relationships maybe. What's the river in
0: the
1: sea? What?
0: Is, is that exactly, if I, if I ask you to put it in more, you know, practical words, w- would that be exactly uh, one state between, you know, the river and the sea, including Gaza, of course, one state?
1: For me, I think that I would like to see the end of the occupation and the forming of a Palestinian state, okay, alongside a state of all its citizens. And in the very, in the future, maybe I will strive for one state to include everybody. But, but I think that the immediate solution and uh, uh, the immediate note would be really to to end up the occupation and to have and uh, to formate a a sovereign Palestinian state and to have a state of all its citizens. But in the uh, uh, in the future, I really would like to see here a one state. Include everybody, one democratic state, one, uh, a state of, of all its citizens. But this would be really in the very long term in the future. But first of all, we wa- we must see freedom uh, in Palestine for the Palestinian nation. And we, was, we must uh, see, and the Palestinian people must have their own uh, state, their own country, their own sovereignty. Uh, but in the other a long term future step, if we can call it. Yes, I think that uh, I want to see a one state, uh, for all for everybody that can, that can really include everybody, one democratic
0: state. Okay. Yeah. And you're optimistic, you said about the future. That, that that I want to
1: be optimistic, and I want to because I I really don't have any other choice. Although although I know how much it's it's we are living in a very difficult reality and I know that we are confronting Israeli policies and Israeli governments that really don't want to negotiate, don't want peace process with the Palestinians. They want to to, they want more settlements. I see it every day in the Knesset. They want to pass more and more budgets for the for the settlements, and um, and it's 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 very much dangerous what's happening here in the in the Israeli side. But uh, but I really I I really want to be optimistic because I think that the future and uh dynamics will bring also a situation in which the also the Palestinian side will have power to have his uh, sovereignty as well and his uh, and his freedom.
0: So uh, we're coming close to the, the end of our conversation. I just want to uh, have you know the last couple of questions uh, focus on um, across the pond, upon the United States, and we're coming to the end of the trump era and entering the biden era next month hopefully yeah hopefully what what are your hopes for this new era if you have any
1: yeah for sure look that trump's administration was a very much racist uh, administration and of course I'm happy, and we are happy that uh, he was replaced by a democratic candidate. But at the same time, it's still very much early to even grasp the extent of damage this administration has caused. But Trump's attitude toward toward the Palestinian people was, you know, very much dangerous. And all the... uh, uh, and his uh, peace plan what what he's calling the peace plan that just aimed to uh, to uh, to work against and and against the palestinian rights and to give more s- s- strength and power to to, Is- to the israeli side but Right. what 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 are really if if you ask me i i want i don't have like a very big expectations of the biden administration mm-hmm. uh, but of course why not
0: why, why don't you why don't you have expectations
1: because we have like a a the best experience with the
0: democratic
1: the best the best experience with uh, the democratic candidate also show us that that uh, th- that the United States have been uh, all the all the way over a very good friend for for the Israeli side, and unfair for the for the Palestinian side, uh, <clears throat> but I think that uh, that it's good that the Trump era had had finished and it's uh, it's 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 just the history, but. Um, but, but uh, wait, first yeah. of all,
0: I, I, just want, I mean, two things, actually, first, first, the Democratic Party is, is changing there, you know, some more yeah, that's right. quite, quite a few young members of Congress, <coughs> right. are more uh, right. critical of, of Israeli policies, maybe maybe that could make, could that maybe give uh, you a little more hope?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that, first of all, that We have finished from the Trump administration. It gives hope, let's say, by this way. The second second thing that I really hope that the Biden administration would be more clever, okay, or would be clever enough uh, to avoid uh, and to chill the processes that that Trump uh, started and gone through. But I think that time will tell if he would really create uh, an alternative uh, or an actual alternative for the democratic uh, or for the old democratic uh, policies. And of course, I I, I hope so. I hope so, of course, it's my hope.
0: When you say chill or, or slow down or something like that, are you talking about, for example, the Abraham Accords? Um, I mean, is there anything positive about the Abraham Accords, about Israel uh, having these ties with these Arab countries?
1: The Abraham Accords are part of the Trump peace plan. Peace plan. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, as you know, we in the joint list voted against these accords. Mm-hmm. Uh, with two main reasons, actually. First of all, these are not actual, actual, actual uh, peace ac- agreements. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, more trade, economic, strategic uh, uh, agreements, more related to women deals. They have nothing to do with really with with uh, with peace. Uh, Netanyahu just brought them in order to show some achievements. Uh, especially that he have uh, very much a uh, failure in coronavirus, uh, but <clears throat> and in the second hand, if the Israeli side really wants peace, and if re- the Trump's peace plan really wants peace, they should go and make peace first of all with the palestinians and they first of all should stop the occupation and stop the uh, (coughs) the uh, the decision in in gaza Uh, they cannot claim making peace with countries that they even didn't have any any war or enemies relation with and uh, and in the same time they are keeping trapping the Palestinian people and occupation and uh, uh, <coughs> and the siege on Gaza and in the same time they see we want peace. If you want really peace, first of all you should go and make peace with the people that you oppress and with the people that you control. First of all, finish the occupation and then start to talk about peace process. So that's why I think that these agreements and these accords have nothing to do with peace. It's only have to do with, with more, with, with trapping the Palestinian people more and more and more. Uh, And uh, especially that, that we see that, these agreements are mainly mainly based on weapon deals. So, so how come that they they are talking about the peace process and in and and the, and the same time they are developing weapon deals?
0: Mm, right. Okay. Last question, about what, what do you what do you wish for twenty twenty
1: one? Oh, uh, of course. For now. My first and main wish is really that uh, uh, the the journalists will will uh, will have more and more members in the Knesset, and uh, the course mm-hmm. that we will not see Netanyahu as prime minister again, mm-hmm. and of course mm-hmm. that's uh, I wish and that the right wing is uh, will be more and more uh, will 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 have and will win less and less seats in the Knesset. <laughs> yeah. But of course, uh, my immediate wish that uh, the uh, representation of the Joint Fest will be really more empowered in the right. coming elections. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, for, I want to wish you uh, a happy uh, new year and a good uh, 2021. Thank you. Thank happy you New Year so for you for, all. for for spending this uh, hour with me uh, uh, on the show. And like all of uh, the guests that come on the show, first of all, I want to wish you all, so, you know, this pandemic is not over so stay yeah. safe and stay healthy uh, and i wish you uh, all the best and and just i really really uh, appreciate your time thank you for coming on
1: thank you it's my pleasure thank you thank you very much Amir. thank you
0: and that was israeli member of parliament hiba yazbak i hope you enjoyed it if you want to support the podcast Go buy me a coffee on my website, amycoffman.com. Press the donate link at the top of the page, and you'll get instructions on how you can support this venture. It's easy, fast, and safe. Okay, folks, catch you next week. Bye-bye.